तब कथाम तप्त जीवनम कविभीड़ कलमशापहम श्रवणमंगल श्रीमदात भुवि गृहती ये The nectar of the words is the life for those who are scorched by the world. The words which have been uttered by the knowers of truth, which wipe out sins, the very hearing of which is beneficial, which are beautiful, pleasing to the ears, pleasing to the hearts, which are inexhaustible, those who recount them on the earth are the givers of plenty. This evening I shall talk to you about meditation on Ramakrishna's mind. <coughs> I wrote a book, Dhyana Loke Sri Ramakrishna. This is the book. It is four hundred five fifty pages. Seventeen articles are there. Meditation on Ramakrishna's form. Meditation on Ramakrishna's mind. Meditation on Ramakrishna's lila. meditation on ramakrishna's qualities meditation on ramakrishna's service meditation on this places ramakrishna lived or some association then ramakrishna scripture Every avatar comes and the scripture, new scripture, originates. Christ came; his life and teachings are the Bible. Muhammad, his life and teachings are in the Quran. Buddha, his life and teachings are in Tripitaka. So all these great avatars, they come. and the new scripture develops so ramakrishna came what is the ramakrishna scripture lila prasanga and kadhamrita sri ramakrishna is divine play and gospel of ramakrishna that is ramakrishna scriptures so i wrote three articles on that then how ramakrishna taught meditation then magnitude of ramakrishna's life and message ramakrishna's prayer how to meditate on the new year's day blessed meditation
Like this, I wrote 17 chapters. I started to translate it into English. So tonight I shall talk to you about meditation on Ramakrishna's mind. It is a very interesting subject. I saw his mind, 28 kinds of mind. First I started birth and action of the mind. How does the mind born and what does it do? Monir Janmo or Karmo? What is the necessity to practice meditation? A clean, pure mind is necessary. We don't meditate, we don't meditate with the body or the senses, we meditate with the mind. What does it do? What does it dwell? Happiness and misery, bondage, liberation are all in the mind. It is very important to know about the mind. Mind. Very subtle. We do not say it. Ramakrishna says he is, he who is aware of his conscious self is a man. He defined manush, man, hush. Hush means awareness. The person who is aware of his own consciousness, that person is the man. So this awareness is the awakened living mind, jivuntamon. My teacher used to see imaginary people work in this world with 15-20% mind. 80% minds are dormant, buried. It is just like iceberg. One-eighth is visible, seven-eighths under the water. Mind is just like that. Seven-eighths with full of unconsciousness, ignorance. We one-eighth, with that one-eighth mind, we are functioning. Some people's mind may be 30%, some may be 40%, 50%. If your mind is 50% awakened, my goodness, you will be, you will see something. You will see divine forms. Then Vedanta explains this antakarna, mind, Chitta, memory, Ankara, ego, and buddhi, intellect. These things we should know very clearly. Mon, buddhi, chitta, ahankara. That is inside. What does the mind do? It thinks for pros and cons. That is the mind's job. Thinking faculty. What does the chitta do? Storage. Chakra. Hard disk of the computer. Every thought goes there and remains. Memory. Ankar, I consciousness. I. Who is this I? I am the doer, I am the enjoyer. 
And what does the buddhi does? What does the buddhi do? Determinative faculty. It says, yes, that is correct. So mind, I sometimes explain, mind is just like a camera, I am focusing. The moment I get good focus, I press the shutter. Buddha is the shutter. It presses. Yes. That is the picture of Ramakrishna. So these things you will have to understand first. And some people think that the mind, intellect are conscious, but they are product of maya. They are not conscious. But they are very transparent. You see, Atman, pure consciousness is reflecting everywhere. Here, 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 in everywhere. Pure consciousness is reflecting. But maximum reflection we find when there is a lightning, maximum reflection we find in the glasses, not on the stone, not on the street. So mind is very subtle and very transparent, clean, so it gets maximum reflection. Just like a mirror. I'm taking the sunshine on the mirror and focusing. Mind is just like a mirror. It is matter, but it becomes conscious, taking the light of the Atman. That you will have to understand first, that how does it mind works in the human system. But mind is not conscious. In deep sleep, mind is not there. Desire, doubt, determination, faith, lack of faith, awareness, lack of awareness, steadfastness, shame, intelligence and fear, all this truly the mind. Mind functions in the waking and dreaming states, but dissolves in the ignorance during deep sleep. This proves that mind is not real and it does not exist all three stages. This moving and unmoving world is the scene of the mind. When the mind becomes mindless, the world disappears. That <coughs> the main focus of Yogavashishto Ramayana. Cessation of the mind, dissolution of the mind, cessation of desires and illumination. These three things happen simultaneously. If you have no desire, there is no mind. Mind dissolves. Why does it go? It goes to back to ignorance. That is the birthplace of the mind. That person has conquered the world, he who has conquered the mind. Atman is the king in human body and it dwells in the heart. The mind is the minister and sense organs are workers. The king appointed the minister to administer his kingdom. The mind minister gets all information from sense workers and presents to the king. This is the way each human system functions. The king silently observes everything without being involved in anything. That king is the Atman. The position of the mind in human body is inscrutable. Sometimes the mind is inside, sometimes outside, <coughs> sometimes near, and again far away. 
Now the question arises, where is the location of the human mind? <coughs> According to Noyaikas, logicians, the position of the mind is in the head, <coughs> as organs of knowledge are in the head. <coughs> the mind is also an organ of knowledge, the gate of all knowledge. This school posits the mind is eternal and formless because it is formless, it is not created, it does not expand or contact, contract. That is the position of the logicians, noyaikas. Shanko says, no, 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 mind has a form and it is a created thing. The mind exists till the jiva, individual, attains liberation. When he attains liberation, mind disappears. The Chandogu Upanishad says, mind, onnamaya mana, mind is the product from the, from the food. Mind comes from the food. He gave a long illustration. I shall not enter there tonight. <laughs> so mind has a form. If it has not a form, it will not take any form. Microphone, a cell phone. My mind is taking that form. So mind has a form, so it takes the form. Now, yoga school of Patanjali says concentration <coughs> may be attained by fixing the mind upon the inner light, which is beyond sorrow. There is an eight-petal lotus in the heart chakra. That is the dwelling place of the mind, according to Patanjali Yoga. Heart chakra. But Vedanta school says, especially Panchadoshi, the position of the mind is in the heart. But Tantra says the position of the mind is between the eyebrows. Here. That means brain. I wrote elaborately how these things work. But Sri Ramakrishna gave a solution. Sri Ramakrishna says the position of the mind is Agna Chakra, between the eyebrows. Sometimes, you know, yeah, I do not remember. Then we start to rub between the eyebrows, forehead. I don't remember. Then thing comes back, you see. <laughs> Sometimes you do that. You can do it. <laughs> so, But again, Sri Ramakrishna says, Mon Dongkamara Jaiga. Rida Dongkamara Jaiga. Somebody says, Where shall I meditate? Well, I meditate in the heart. That is a splendid place. So, how shall we reconcile? I gave an interpretation of that one. This is his working room, and this is his resting room. <laughs> Mind works there, rests here. In your home, you have an office room, you have a bedroom, you have a kitchen, you have a bathroom, you have, you have so many rooms, living rooms and other rooms. But why do you rest? Bedroom. So that is the position of the mind. Mind rests in the heart, but it works here. That is my solution. <laughs> what is the body? Mind has so much speed. Just now, just now I am thinking Dokshinishar Kali. 
I can see it. I can see the mother. 10,000 miles away. In the twinkling, in a minute second, we go there. <coughs> see the power of the human mind. Ramakrishna's mind. We generally meditate on Ramakrishna's form and Leela. Very few people meditate on Ramakrishna's mind. Our minds are impure, limited and full of desires and doubts, whereas Ramakrishna's mind was pure, cosmic and free from desires and doubts. So it is almost impossible to comprehend Ramakrishna's mind. We do not just stop seeing the external form of a person whom we love. We want to see his or her inner qualities. Otherwise, we cannot know that person fully. Shami Sharadananda analyzed minutely various aspects of Ramakrishna's mind in Sri Ramakrishna's divine play, which will be the object of our major reflection and meditation. Observing the constitution, movement, constitution, movement and action of the Master's divine mind, we shall be able to rectify the shortcomings of our minds during meditation. The Master reassured us, saying, I cast the mold, you put your mind into it and shape yourselves accordingly. First, desireless mind. His mind has no desire. Do you know what happens if you have no desire? You will be in deep trouble. <laughs> your body will drop on the floor. Or you will merge into samadhi. Shastri scripture says, Vasana Pushyati Bapu, who is preserving your body? Desires. If you have no desire, you do not like to get out, get up from your bed. What is the purpose? Desire. Now, how many desires are there? <laughs> Only there are three desires in this world. Viridharana Kupanishad says, Putrishana, Vittishana, Lokuishana, Sarvevaishana, Bhagavata. Lokuishana, desire for name and fame. Putrishana, desire for children, progeny. Vittishana, desire for wealth. These are the three desires controlling the whole universe. No other desires. Car desires, cloth desires, house desires, if you have no money, no desire, desire will not come. Only these three desires, the Vedanta Upanishad discovered. These three desires are functioning in this world. Ramakrishna was free from this desire. That is the reason he is going to Samadhi off and on. Who is bringing him Samadhi? Tamak khabo, shukta khabo, bhakta bari jabo. I shall eat shukta, bitter squash curry. I shall smoke habol babol. I shall go and see keshob. He is creating a desire so that he can function in this world. If you have no desire, it is just like a balloon, whoosh, it goes up. Something must pull, otherwise the balloon will go up. That is happening in Ramakrishna's mind. No desire. He is 
screeching is and I shall you go to the devotees. He is screeching some maya inside, otherwise he will not live in this world. Within 21 days he is supposed to die. Then he made some joke that, you know, how in this world, <laughs> it's a funny way Thakur talked. <laughs> Is it so easy to take refuge in God? Inscrutable are the workings of Ma, Maya, the great enchantress. Does she free anyone so easily? A person who has no relatives, she entangles in the world with a pet cat. Pet cat. The poor person contacts, collects fish and milk from here and there and says, what can I do? The cat won't eat anything but fish and milk. The West Thakur makes all these jokes and says, you know, Maya. Second, incredible memory. Some of the musicians put the songbook in front and sing the song, song they sing. Sri Ramakrishna sang 182 songs, only listening once. Fantastic memory. He went to attain the Ram Lila, Krishna Lila. Only watching them and listening, he got by heart the whole play. Then he took his friends, went to the Manikraja's mango grove, and there he enacted the whole play with the boys. Only listening once. Sometimes in, in gospel you will find Sri Ramakrishna is correcting him. Whom I said this? Well, you said this. No, 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 no. I said to Ulur Bamundas. He is correcting him. Incredible memory. Third, a resolute mind. Went to school, learn alphabet, and watching what is the goal of education. He saw the Punjits and teachers, their goal is to how to make money, some rice and palanchain, all these things. This is the goal of education, to make money. I don't want that education. I want that education which will give me God. He became dropout. He did not go to school anymore. His family members tried utmost. His brother took him to Calcutta, going to Sanskrit schools, opened a school. Once he decides, I won't do it, nobody can force him to do it. No power can stop him. Resolute mind. He had a godmother. Dhoni Kamarini, she was a little lower caste. So she said, I have no child, will you take the arms from me during your secretary ceremony? Yes. Sri Ramakrishna gave words. And they are the top high class Brahmins. They are not supposed to take any water from those people. So, during secretary, he was nine years old. 
the, his brother Ramkumar says that uh, the custom is you will have to take alms first from the mother. Bhavutu bhikshang dehi, from the mother first. No. I gave words to that woman, I shall take alms from her first. But it is against our custom, it is against our tradition, it is against our family, it is not right. No. I gave words. That's it. No power in this world can remove him from the truth. Then what happened? The Dharma Dashalaha, Sri Ramakrishna's father's friend, he said, well, we shall not mind. Let God I do whatever he wants. They compromised and he took arms from that woman first, Dhoni Kamarini. That is called resolute mind. Fourth, a brave mind, very shawashi. Seven, eight years old boy, in the corner of the village, Kamarpuku, there was an inn maintained by the Laha family. They are the landlords of the village. That inn was for the pilgrims. Near Sri Ramakrishna's village, there is a called Bajuan Road. That road went to Puri. So the monks and the pilgrims would go through that direction. And time to time, some monks would stay in that village, take some rest. At that time, you will have to walk 300 miles. From Calcutta to Puri, 300 miles, the people are walking. So they have some break. Few days, and the monks would say, Little Godadhar, Sri Ramakrishna's pre-monastic name, would carry some firewood, you know, holding the firewood, holding the two arms for the monks so that they can cook some food, bringing some drinking water for them. And they are very happy teaching them, him some songs and some mantras and all those things. Because there is a very bad reputation against the monks. There are some monks are kidnappers. They kidnap the children. So people are very much afraid, especially parents. But Godadhar was fearless. He used to serve these monks and monks used to feed them and no fear. During his sadhana in Dakshineshwar, he used to go to Panchavati. There was a Amloki tree. There was an Amloki tree. Under that tree, at midnight, Sri Ramakrishna used to practice sadhana. He heard that under Amloki tree, if you meditate, you will realize God very soon. So he went there, removed all his clothes, completely naked. Even the sacred thread, that also he removed from the body and meditated. And that place is a haunted place. A lot of snakes and other wild things are there. Sometimes snakes would crawl over his knees. So Rida, Sri Ramakrishna's nephew, began to throw stones around him. 
to frighten him that please come back and don't meditate there. One day he went and saw that he was naked, meditating. Uncle, what is this? Pash muktuhe dhan kottehai. One should meditate, removing all the bondages. Even the sacred thread shows that I am a Brahmin. When I shall go to the temple, I shall put on, you know. He was very sincere. You know what it reminds me? Whatever he hears from the Guru, he practices in total, 100%. That brings success. I should take it for example, H2O1, two hydrogen, one oxygen, brings water. It is a scientific truth. If you practice that truth in Europe, in America, in Asia, Australia, in any country, H2O1 will bring water. Because it is scientifically <coughs> true. That is the way Sri Ramakrishna experimented a religion in, in the laboratory of Dakshinishwar. It is a big lab for God realization. It demonstrated this is the way it will go. I did it, I got it, you do it, you will get it. That ancient time, Joseph, Joseph, what is called, <coughs> Moses and Christ realized God, and <coughs> afterwards nobody will realize God. It is very much bad into feeling that way. Anybody can realize God. When he was in Dukshi, <coughs> Kamar Pukur, <coughs> at midnight he used to go to cremation ground and meditate there. And his brother Rameshwar saw that his brother did not come, he shouted, Oh Godai! from the distance, in the village. <coughs> he said, Brother, I am here, I am coming, but don't come here, because some evil spirits are around me, they will do harm to you. Brave. <coughs> a jocular mind. Some people think that a monk or a holy person should be grave and serious, but the master was a humorous and joyful person. Many uneducated people of the village were unable to read the Ramayana and the Mahabharata, so they brought a speaker, and that speaker, you know, will show a mark there, then puja namaboli, that names, you know. And he will smoke and he will talk, give a talk. He whatever he saw, he can do mimicry very well. <laughs> and that is the way he used to entertain people. This is the way one should do. And people would laugh. Whole gospel, if you read many places you will see all laugh, laughter. Thakur is a joyful person. Another thing, Shami Bigyan Maharaj said, do you know what? When I first saw the Master, I saw his face, Anande Phuchiphata. Anande Phuchiphata. Phuchi is a kind of melon grow in, in, in our part of the country. When they ripe, it cracks. Just like pomegranate, you saw. When the pomegranate ripe, it cracks. But I saw 
that Sri Ramakrishna has so much joy inside, he cannot hold it. His face is about to crack. So much joy. Thakur did not like gloomy, grouchy face. That I wrote from, I went to Bank of America, and there was a sign, there was a sign. If you are a grouchy or simply mean, and then there will be $10 charge to put up with you. So I asked that girl, could you please give me a piece of paper? So I wrote down and I wrote in my diary. Thakur is full of joy. Others, what good is religious life? It's as when Shamiji was in America, some people say, you are a religious man, you are laughing too much, what is the matter? But Shamiji said, we are the children of immortal bliss, we must laugh. We do not commit a sin, so we must be joyful. Shamiji major another remark, some of the ministers, you see, Christian ministers, you know, they have a cemented jaw. Cemented, joy is cemented, yeah? And they do not know how to open it. <coughs> do you know what happened? When on my short Prakashan I went to mortuary to buy a <laughs> coffin. Hey, this is $18,000 we made with mahogany wood. This is the only time we will do it. This is $15,000, $15,000 in this way. She was showing me different coffins. I said, what is the cheapest one you have? Mm, cardboard box, Uncle, how much? $300. Uncle, I, mean, I told the members, you know, when I shall die, for me, cardboard box. <laughs> then, for Shat Prakashananda is a big Swami, so we bought one, $1,500. Uh, aluminum body inside a nice bed. Then I went to that, three ladies are with me, three American ladies. They are Shat Prakashananda's disciples. So I went to that mahogany wood with velvet bed and pillow. <laughs> so I went there and mortuary man was with me. So I said, you know. You don't have a sense of humor, Swami. I said, you know, I feel I should die right now. <laughs> and I shall, write down on, I shall lie down on this bed. I have never slept in velvet bed in my life. <laughs> Please allow, my, allow me to, to lie down there. <laughs> But that just means that man did not lie. They're very serious. <laughs> Mortuary people, you know. <laughs> when I was in Hollywood, which I you remember that, I do not know, you do not remember that one girl used to work, work in Broadway, departmental story, on Hollywood Boulevard. I was then in Hollywood. And Every evening, his fiancé, a friend, would come and bring a red rose to her. And she was thinking, Oof, he loves me so much. Every day he brings all fresh roses for me, bouquets of roses. Then she learned that man works for mortuary. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> which I remember. <laughs> All the roses from the dead body. <laughs> they bring to this girl, girlfriend. <laughs> I love you. 
one can write a book on only Ramakrishna Sivamar. <coughs> the natural characteristic of the master's mind, Swami Sharadananda wrote, by studying stories of the master's early life, we understand the kind of mind he had when he began his spiritual disciplines, he accomplished whatever he set out to do. He never forgot anything he heard, he shunned forcefully and immediately any obstacle that prevented him from reaching his goal. We see that he performed all actions in this world by placing his firm faith in God, in himself, and in the innate divine nature of all people. He could not accept any idea changed with even the slightest narrowness, nor could he bear any low, impure thoughts. Purity, love and compassion guided him always in every respect. Unique mind, a devout mind. He was his father. As a little boy, when father died, he started to worship their family deity, Raghubir. His worship was worth seeing. When he started to worship Mother Kali in Dakshineshwar, Mother, eat. Oh, you want me to eat first? All right, I am eating. Now you eat. It is a sacrilege. The temple girls wanted to throw him out. Then Aruti. One hour, one and a half hour, two hours. The, the drummers and musicians, their hands are aching. <laughs> then Ridoy came and grabbed it. Uncle, stop! Pajan, does anybody do that to you? He would go for hours. Yeah, forgot time, space, causation. Devout mind. I wrote many nice things about it. A believing mind. Whatever people say, believes. <laughs> Somebody said that, you know, if you put your head and get the cold of the autumn, you, you will get very many good sleep. So he put his head outside while coming from Calcutta in the horse carriage. He got, he got cold <laughs> and became sick. Well, people said, but I followed him. <laughs> Somebody said, he, he put his hand, if somebody beat him, and he was in pain. He thought that a snake bite. Then he heard that somebody, if the snake bites again, then takes the poison away. So again he put his hand in that hole. So then somebody said, what are you doing? Well, I am waiting for a snake bite. <laughs> but why? Well, I, have, so I think a snake bump beat me, so he will, it will take away my poison. Oh, it will be the same place. <laughs> <laughs> then it may be possible. So he came. Whatever people say is a believing mind. A free mind. He cannot stand any kind of binding. 
He had a hard time in Dakshinisha to have prasad at one o'clock, one thirty. You know, Dakshinisha is a spicy food. His stomach was not very good. He became sick. So he reached devotee, Jodumalik. Master, I shall engage a cook for you. She will cook for you. And at 12 o'clock, you will get your lunch. She, the name of that woman was Shudha Mukhi. <laughs> but what is called in the gospel, they translated sweet-faced one. I mean, the girl's name is Shudha Mukhi. Shudha means nectar. Mukhi means mouth. But a nectar mouth one. <laughs> Actually, that is the name of a girl. So, Shudha Mukhi, Thakur is telling, Shudha Mukhi ranna, arna, arna, khele pae, kanna. He made a couplet out of, out of it. When Shudamukhi is cooking, no more, no more, if we eat, I cry. Why? <laughs> because this rich man, whenever he will ask me, Master, come and see me, I'll have to go. Because I'm obligated. He is paying two rupees salary to this cook. So I, I do not like this kind of bondage, binding. He threw that girl out after two, three days. No bondage for me. Free mind. <coughs> you know, if you receive somebody's gifts, that means you will have to obey that person. All the you know, senators, congressmen, they take money from the people, so they have, you will have to put... Uh, nothing is free, you see, you will have to do something for them. Poetic mind. Poet means doesn't, doesn't mean he will have to write poetry. Do you know real poet means? Kobi, Kobi Krantadurshi, the seer of truth, they are called poet. Shah Jahan was a great poet. He, Shamrat Kobi, Rabindranath Tagore wrote about Taj Mahal. He, Shamrat Kobi, oh, emperor poet. Emperor means, a poet means, the person who makes something new, unique, he is a poet. That is Ramakrishna. There one of our novelists, Ajinta Sengupta, wrote Ramakrishna as a poet. Swamiji said, with a view to teaching the highest truths to the world, the Creator created the rishis of the Upanishads, who were poets transcending the ordinary human minds. In this perspective, Ramakrishna was a rishi poet. Ramakrishna's words, undoubtedly, the new Upanishad in this in Bengali. A student mind. That is another beauty of Sri Ramakrishna. Always he is trying to learn something new. That is the reason these people never become hackneyed, stale. Swamiji. Swamiji is a great learner. Every day he is something learn he is learning something new. For the reason his lectures are always fresh. He learned Chonji, how to repeat, how to do the puja, and whatever Guru says he does. Bhairavi Brahmani, Tutapuri, the way he trained, he followed as it is. The great student. Only a great student can be a great teacher. A guileless mind. 
there is no deceit or theft in the chamber of the heart in ramakrishna's mind his body mouth and mind are concurrently con- concurrently worth concurrently he told his disciples whatever one should renounce or accept one should do it with body mind and speech equally only then will be will a spiritual aspirant be worth of god's realization guileless mind humble he cleaned the the toilet of the sweeper's house to show that i do not have that kind of superiority complex that i am a brahmin and all those things is self controlled by shami sharadananda describes how ramakrishna tested his self control he described about holy mother <clears throat> when holy mother was massaging him what do you think of me well the mother who is in the temple the mother who is in navad gave birth to this body and the same mother is now massaging my feet one night <clears throat> holy mother slept with sri ramakrishna for eight months he slept on the big cot and the small cot holy mother slept one day he was thinking mind this is your wife beautiful young girl you have every right to enjoy her do you want the moment he raised his hand went into samadhi it is unique in the religious history in the world he demonstrated the purity of heart no hypocrisy in ramakrishna a divine mind our minds are drunk drinking are drunk drinking the worldly intoxicants so they are out of control during meditation when we sit on our carpets our minds become restless like a restless monkey who is bitten by hornets we are not the masters of our minds rather slaves the master was the master of his mind whether he dictated whatever he dictated to his mind it obeyed later the master told his disciples how his mind and body would function during meditation there is an image of bhairav shiva in meditation on the parapet of the nath mandir in front of the kali temple while going to the temple to meditate i would point to that temp- temple large image and tell my mind you must meditate on the mother like that motionless statue no sooner did i sit down to meditate than i found here clattering sounds in all of my joints beginning in my legs it was as if someone inside me were turning keys to lock me up joint by joint i was powerless to move my body or change my posture even slightly i could not stop meditation or leave the temple or do anything else i wanted i was forced to sit in the posture until my joints began clattering again and were unlocked this time beginning at my neck and ending in my legs you know we have never heard such things in the any book no control 
the divine power is locking the things and is immersed in meditation. And when he is unlocked, then only he can move his body. Nowhere we have found such kind of testimony. An energetic mind. The scriptures say the goddess of fortune helps an energetic person. A man with a lazy, unfocused mind cannot complete a project after starting it. He blames everyone, even gods, for his failures. <coughs> sometimes we read in the gospel, sometimes people will come depressed, grief-stricken, how Sri Ramakrishna energized their minds, awakened their minds. You know, you will get a lot of consolation when you, if you read the Gospel of Ramakrishna. You will find many, many answers of your <coughs> questions. I remember one girl came to me. She was getting her master's degree in theology in the Catholic University. And he read the, she read the Gospel of Ramakrishna. And she came and told me, Swami, this book has one defect. I go, what is the defect? This book has an end. That is the defect. This book has an end. That is the defect of the Gospel of Ramakrishna. What a beautiful sentence said, she said to me. She was getting her master's degree in theology in a Catholic university. And I had another friend, he is a British uh, mathematics professor. He says, Swami, I like Gospel of Ramakrishna for two reasons. First, Sri Ramakrishna never speaks anything which is illogical, extremely rational. And second, Swami, as a math professor, I cannot accept, I see Ramakrishna is a wonderful person to solve human problems. As a math professor, I try to clear the mathematical problems. Ramakrishna is expert in solving human problems. Anybody comes, listen to a story. He tells a story and solves the problems. Sixteen, mind becomes guru. In this ocean of worldly enjoyment, our minds are har harassing us continuously and we are gasping for a little relief. Swami Sharadanda wrote how the master's mind would guide him like a guru. A spiritual aspirant becomes pure by controlling the mind completely through constant practice of detachment and self-control. The master used to say that one's very mind then becomes one's guru. Whatever thought waves, thought waves arise in a pure mind lead the aspirant quickly to the goal rather than leading him astray. It is therefore to be understood that within the first four years of his sadhana, the master's ever pure mind acted as his guru to guide him and help him to realize God. You have to understand, Sri Ramakrishna started his spiritual journey First, without any help of the Guru. Gurus came later. So his mind became his Guru. 
pure, disciplined mind became his guru and guiding him. That is divine mind. Not only that, he used to see that a Bhairav with a trident in hand would sit in front of him during meditation. If you think any bad thoughts, I shall pierce you with this trident. Immersed in meditation. You know, when we read these stories in the, in the, in the divine play, we really just dumbfounded. How is it possible? How is it possible? For the reason I ask people, reach Sri Ramakrishna well. Then you will find your problems, you know, you can see the solutions, what is going on, you can see very well. Farsighted mind. You see, these Claravans, Claravagians, it is all common to the gurus, yogis. Patanjali Yogshutra, third chapter, is only with miracles and powers. How do they do it? Trayam ekotra sangyama, dharana, dhyana, samadhi. The three things, if you focus, you will get it like this. So Sri Ramakrishna's mind was just like a dry matchbox. One touch, light. Our minds are all wet. On matchstick go, match will go. Still it does not ignite. Because it is foggy. That is our minds. And Ramakrishna's mind, dry powder. Only a little scratch. Light. Sri Ramakrishna was in Shampukur under treatment. He had cancer. Durga Puja was going on with closed eyes. He was in Samadhi. Then he came back, told his disciples, you people all go to Surendra's house. Surendra is doing the Durga Puja. He is crying to the Divine Mother. Mother appeared in the image. You people go and see him. Seeing you, you will get some joy. So Swamiji, even he says that every day, vivid description, sitting perhaps three, four miles away, Sri Ramakrishna saw exactly what Surendra was doing. So Swamiji found it is a good example to test the Guru. So he went there with everybody and asked everybody and said, whatever Thakur said, exactly that happened there. Surendra was crying to the mother. Farsighted mind. Absorbed mind. We see candlestick which is made with melted white paraffin. I saw these things in, in, in Portland. We have a devotee, he makes candles. I saw paraffin is big, big slab, thick, like ice ba bag, you know, big, big ice chunk you have seen. Paraffin comes like this. And then they put in a cauldron. And then, suppose I need white candle. 
they will not add anything. I need red candle. They will put red dye. Yellow, yellow dye. Blue, green, green dye. And then that melted paraffin, colored paraffin, they put in a line. And there's a thread there. They put these things and that is the way the candles come. You will see red, white, blue, green. I saw it by myself. So Ramakrishna's mind is changed with the divine color. And it is so absorbed that, you know, whatever he thinks, he goes immediately because his mind melts there and gets absorbed. Spiritual mind. That is called bhava, ecstasy. It is just like if you are perhaps two, three bottles, you drunk, you know, you will find intoxicated, that you have no control over yourself. Sri Ramakrishna had that kind of divine intoxication. A powerful mind. Whatever he thinks, is, is he becomes like that. When he was thinking about Hanuman, practicing, at that time, from his tailbone, a one-inch growth came, just like the tail of Hanuman. We have never heard such thing, except in Christianity, St. Francis of Assisi had stigmata. The Jesus was crucified, hands, hands, chest, and the feet. Those marks came in St. Francis's body. How mind can change the human body? That Ramakrishna's body also is. When he was practicing in the mood of Radha, all the female signs showed in his body. It is in the divine play, you can read those things. An omniscient mind. According to the Vedanta, if one knows Brahman, that person knows everything. Such as one who knows gold, that person knows all modifications of gold. Ring, necklace, bracelet and so on. The cosmic mind of the Master who travelled in the realm of ideas, he was all-knowing and aware of what is in others' minds. See, Ramakrishna says, I see Things, it is in the glass case. I see everything. So when a person comes to me, I can see the everything, but I do not see. Then they will be embarrassed. He can, he knows everything. A renunciant mind. We know that is very well. I wrote it. Such renunciation we find, we do not find anybody. He said, money, gold, gold, money, clay, clay, money. Does it help to realize God? No. Boom. Throw into the Ganges. Never touched money all through his life. His renunciation is phenomenal. A truthful mind. We recite the peace mantra in the Rig Veda. May your mind be one with my speech and may my speech be one with my mind. 
but the honest heart tells us the prayer is not is our is our lips only. The master's life was established in truth, <coughs> and his mind and his speech are united. He says religion is to unite the mind and the speech. Then I gave some examples. Sri Ramakrishna's truthfulness. Somebody says, "Come and see me on Tuesday." He says, "Sir, uh, can I come on Wednesday?" No. My tongue says Tuesday. I cannot change it. That is the way Sri Ramakrishna functions. Extremely truthful. Mother never spoke any untruth through my lips. That Sri Ramakrishna said. A vivacious mind. The mind of the ordinary people is dull, soggy, unex- unexcitable. But the master mind is always full of energy. Like a dry matchstick, which could ignite fire instantly, he would have a spiritual awakening even from trivial talk or song or anything. Our minds down even from petty matters, we become nonplussed and see no way out. The master loved Robert's vigorous, vigorous attitude. He did not care for faint-heartedness. I gave some illustrations that he did not care for lukewarm devotion. Always active, vivacious mind. Sometimes you get depressed. I will never see Ramakrishna as depressed. Swamiji, do you know what Swamiji said? Sri Ramakrishna said, taking a lump of clay, you can squeeze it and you can give any shape you like. Sri Ramakrishna also can do like that. He can take somebody's mind and squeeze it. He can make a sinner saint, a saint sinner. Whatever he wants to do, he can do it. That Girish Ghosh said, Look at me. Master made me a god. I was a drunk, jivachi. I am a horrible person. By his touch, I have become god. If you want to understand Ramakrishna, just see me. I am Ramakrishna's miracle. A discriminating mind is a tremendous power of discrimination. I wrote a long thing that how to discriminate. An unattached mind. The scriptures say the mind of a Nuara Brahman is not touched and affected by pleasant, pleasant and unpleasant, good and evil, happiness and misery, praise and blame. As his mind is saturated with the Atman, so there is no feeling of unhappiness and misery. The Master says, two persons live inside me, a devotee and the mother. The devotee has cancer in the throat, but the mother is free from it. A simple mind. He went to Keshavshan's house and Keshavshan's there he ate some feast and then he's a, not a Brahmin, you see. So he says that I ate Keshav's house, perhaps they will not be able to, Kali temple people will not allow me to enter the temple. So he was telling the manager, hello, you know I went to Keshav's house, they gave me some food. But the person who served, I do not know whether he is a washerman or a barber, what can I do? sir?" You are all right, nothing can can pollute you. <laughs> he told others, don't say it to anybody. But he himself is telling the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Very simple. He, he read the 
Hazra used to bother him. So he going to the Mother Kali, Mother, Hazra wants to change my view. Either remove him from this place or change your, his mind. After praying these things, he came to Haz Hazra. I prayed these things to, to throw you out from this place. <laughs> <laughs> After one week, Hazra said, Sir, I am still here. <laughs> that means your prayer is not working. <laughs> Finally, he had to leave. Very simple. <laughs> A wonderful mind. The scripture says, all desires of the Noir of Brahman come to pass and are fulfilled. Sharadanda wrote, at this time in Kashipur, the master was suffering from terrible cancer. And then Swamiji says, sir, it is in Chandugu Upanishad, in Noir of Brahman, whatever he thinks, that thing will happen. So the Punjit came, Shashadha Tarko Chudamani, Sir, just focus your mind on your cancer and say, let it be healed. It will be healed instantly. We know it. What kind of Punjit you are? I gave this body to the Divine Mother, I cannot bring it back. Then Swamiji said, Sir, we will have to do for, for us. Then Brahman started to cry, Sir, you will have to do for us. All right, I shall consult with the Divine Mother. Then all left the room. Sri Ramakrishna talked to the Divine Mother. You know, him <laughs> quite often used to say, I have seen a person those who talked to God in front of me. So Divine Mother, he told Divine Mother, Mother, you know, he did not say I can cure my cancer. Do you know why he tactfully said, Mother, you know, it is hard for me to swallow any food, throat cancer. So please make it such a way so that I can swallow a little food. What? You are eating with so many mouths? Only you want to eat only in one throat? But I hang my head, I could not say anything more. Then when the disciples came, Sir, did you talk to your mother? I did, my mother told me this. When Inwara Brahman is Sharbu Bhapi. He lives in you, in me, in everyone. But he could not say anything. I cure my cancer. It is mother's wish. Who am I? Mother knows best. Money hundred percent surrender to the Divine Mother. It is amazing. I passed my time, but what to do? The disciples could not fathom the Master's wondrous mind would roam in higher realms. I am recorded how the Master's mind would travel in the infinite Brahman and the finite world simultaneously. This moment he is going to see Vishuddha Vidyashagur in horse carriage, he is in Samadhi. Again he is telling, hey, my shirt is not buttoned. Is it bad? Will he mind? These little things, you know, that is sense of this property, you know, my is unbuttoned my shirt, 
will be the Shakur mind. And how is mind from the infinite and the finite, how it plays? This moment this man will go into Samadhi, but he is careful about his shirt and his... It's an amazing mind. Is it possible to, for human beings to measure the mind of Ramakrishna because the human mind is pure, because the human mind is impure, finite and limited, whereas Ramakrishna's mind is pure, infinite, unlimited. During waking stage, this universe and the beings which manifest in his cosmic mind and you dissolve during Samadhi. When he touched Swamiji's chest, the world disappeared. Again he touched, the world appeared. On 19th September 1884, Ramakrishna said to Radhika Goswami, a man had a tub of dye. Such was his wonderful property that people could dye their clothes any color they wanted by merely dipping them in it. A clever man said to the owner of the tub, dye your cloth and color of your, my, of your, of your dye stuff. Now we'll have to be a little clever and pray to him, Master, please dye our minds the way you have dyed yours. This is the meditation of Ramakrishna's mind. I wrote 27 pages. It has come nearly 34, 35 pages. I exchanged it only half in half inches. So, <laughs> so that is the meditation of Ramakrishna's mind. But you will get some glimpses of Sri Ramakrishna's mind, how he functioned in this world. I pass the time, 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes. <coughs> All right, so next Saturday also there I shall give the class. And afterwards, of course, every Saturday Bhajana and the gives class here. And following Saturday is Kali Puja or what? <coughs>